close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Kieran McCarthy, sports editor of the Southern Star, and I'm joined on today's show by John O'Connor, presenter of Sporting Cork on Cork City Radio. On today's podcast, we're revisiting the 1983 Munster football final between Cork and Kerry as part of our classic game series. And for Seth, First off, John, I have to say straight away, I have no memories of this game because I was one at the time. I was born in 82, and as you can appreciate, down in Kerry, um, the 1983 Munster final, is kind of, it's been put in a box and it's been tucked away not to be ever opened again because it came so soon after Derby's goal for Offaly in 1982. But in Cork, obviously, there's a lot better memories of the 83 Munster final. Oh yeah, like I was 13, so I'm a small bit older than you at the time. But it, it was my first time seeing uh, Cork beat Kerry in championship. And I was 13, like as a 74 was the last time they'd won before it. And <clears throat> I was too young to remember it then. But Kerry were going for nine in a row as well. And that would have been a record. And to stop that was incredible. It was, um, it was an amazing day. I suppose if we are being quite honest, like you said there, Kerry were going for the nine in a row. They were obviously the greatest football team of, of that era. And going yeah. into this Munster final, nobody gave Cork any chance whatsoever. Even going back to the Munster semi-final against Clare, I think Cork were, were lucky to win that, 1-11 to 1-5. And it was a line I saw from Jim O'Sullivan in the, the Cork Examiner at the time. He was reporting on that game. And he said, so bad were Cork that it would be difficult to recall a comparable display in a semi-final over the last decade. So when you combine everything... Like, nobody gave Cork a chance in the 83 final. Not a hope, and the conditions as well. That's my me- big memory of the game. There was a cloud burst a few hours beforehand, mm-hmm. and the, the, the ground was, Cork Keith, as you know, at the time, couldn't take uh, couldn't take water really too much. But th- there was a lot of people stayed away from the game as well. One, because they didn't think Cork would win it, and two, because the weather was, any any fellas who went the last minute might decide to go, didn't bother going, because, you know, the weather was so bad. But there was, I don't know, there was about 17,000 at it. It was a very mm-hmm. small crowd. But, uh, so, I, yeah, going into it, Kerry would be an overwhelming favourite. Like, it'd have to be. Because so when you look at that Kerry team, it was stacked with all the big names. Jack O'Shea, Spillane, Paddy O'Shea, Mikey, she- Mikey Sheehy, Gerard Keefe, Egan. Like, it was that team of superstars at the time and compared to, suppose, to the Cork team. And there were fellas who'd suffered some bad beatings against Kerry over the years. So, like we're saying there, everything was in in Kerry's favour. But like we know, it didn't it didn't turn out like that. It was turned out to be one of the great Cork displays to stop that Kerry team. Yeah, um, like at half time, it was a low enough scoring game to begin with because I think it was only one three apiece at half time. But Cork had my memory of it. Cork had the better of the first half, um, but then the second half it really took off. Like because it was a very high scoring game, three ten to three nine. But that Cork team had some fantastic players in it as well. You had Dave Barry, Kerry's first game, uh, Dini Allen, Jimmy Kerrigan, Christy Ryan. I think Christy Ryan broke his finger that day as well and played on. And I remember thinking, God, what a man. Imagine breaking your finger and playing on. I'd never broken a finger at that stage, but I realise after you can. Because um, uh, he was a, a hero of mine then. But 
that was that was a good Cork team looking back on it. Uh, Kerrigan as well, Kerrigan senior. He was a fine footballer as well. Um, yeah, so but I mean, looking at going player for player, you think Cork wouldn't have had a hope, but they played really well on the day as well, given the conditions. Both teams played very well. And I was just obviously going to uh, reading up on, on the game for the piece that's in this this week's Southern Star. That's on sale now. Just remind listeners to that. Um, it was John Cleary. John Cleary. I was chatting to, and that was his first season as a Cork senior, and it was his first Munster final, and he scored a goal. I think after fifteen or sixteen minutes, and and he was one of those young fellas, kind of that was new on the scene after Cork team that won the the minor All Ireland back in I think it was eighty one. So there was yeah. like you said, there there was talent in that Cork team, but they were probably just unlucky. That Kerry were so good at the time. Yeah, I mean that's been Cork's problem for, for generations. <laughs> that, uh, like, of course, we mustn't forget too that a neighbour of mine was the manager at the time, Eamon Ryan, uh, and he's living down Ballingiri now, your direction now. But uh, Eamon went on to other things too as well, with the Cork footballers and with the Sick as well, managing them to win the counties and hurling. But um, that would. Kerry, uh, there were the stumbling block. Like if you look back, even to '76 when they beat them in the replay in the park as well. That that Cork uh, kept coming up with great Kerry teams. But I don't know, was it a psychological thing for Kerry as well, getting caught in the last minute after the year before as well? Mm-hmm. You know, it was. Um, but then Mikko De Wilde tell you they went down and won three All Irelands after because of losing those two games. Was it worst thing to do for Cork? Because, like you said, they're like Kerry came back and they won the next three monsters as well. So, like that, yeah. that Cork '83 team, they actually stopped at twelve in a row. Like it could have been a twelve in a row if, if if not for that performance and that win. And it all comes down to that that famous Tiggy Murphy goal. So so late in the game, like that'll be that's the stuff of legend at, at at this stage. What's your own recollection of that goal? When he hit it, I thought it was. I thought he'd missed. When he hit the post, I thought it was going to come back out. But um, it was the the quick free kick. Because if you look at Dini Allen, I was looking at it again this morning. Dini was thinking of taking the the free, and he was hobbling around the place, like it was just as well he didn't take it. But the the quick run up, um, like I remember, I can kind of remember it in slow motion, as the ball flighted over in past the Kerry full back line, and uh, things like that didn't happen. Cork they didn't score last minute goals against Kerry to win matches. You know, if anything, it was Kerry would do it to you, like, uh, and. Just the excitement. I think for about a millisecond after it, no one said anything because we didn't quite believe it had happened. And uh, then just the roar from the, the the smallish crowd like was incredible. And it was just, oh, I mean, I got on the pitch after it as well, like obviously, because it was, I remember running up, like, I was tapping uh, Kerrigan on the back as well, you know, and, but it was just the euphoria, it was one of the greatest occasions, I suppose, when you're 13 and to see it happen was just, and the way it happened as well, because the match could have gone anywhere and it would have been another hard look story for Cork as well to be so close to Kerry and uh, and not win it would have been devastating. Like you said there, John, you were 13 at the time and you were, you were at that game and it's memories like that, they stick with a kid forever and ever until until the day you die, kind of, you will remember being there because it was such a special moment. And especially, like I said, for, for, for the young kids there at the time, like, it's wins like that that inspired the next generation. Yeah, I, like, I was very lucky. I was at the Munster final the next year when Cork did the same thing to Tipperary in the hurling. So there are my two moments of that Cork can always come back, which, you know, uh, that, that might have served me well over the years, thinking that there was a chance. But, uh, yeah, they do inspire you. And, like, it's um, I, I could always have that day because that was just incredible. I mean, the next big day we had was 87 
mm-hmm. in, uh, and it was Kerry nearly did it to Cork the, in the drawing game. They got the goal in the last minute, but Cork were looking to get the point after it. But um, it was just the buzz and the buzz around afterwards of people liked it because it, it was recognised how great a Kerry team that was. You know, so, and it, Sorry, sorry, John. I was, I, was, I was going to say, I suppose, what happened after that? Then, obviously, Cork, there was knockout football at the time. There was no back door. So, Cork went on to the All Ireland semi finals as Munster champions and drew the game up against Dublin and brought it back to Parky Cueve for the semi final. That, that famous All Ireland semi final at, at, um, at, at Parky Cueve. Um, when John Cleary was, when I was chatting to him, he made a point that in that semi final replay in Parky Cueve, he said Cork were kind of favourites for the first time all year that they weren't the underdog and it didn't deal yeah. with that too well. Do you think that was an opportunity missed in 83 that that Cork team weren't good enough to kick on and, and win the All-Ireland? Oh, it was. I think it was the, um, like, I, I still haven't forgiven Barney Rock because I can still see the goal that he scored in the drawing game to to, to, to level it up. That was the time Cork could have won it. Um, when Dublin were the second chance, Dublin there was no way Dublin were going to lose that. Uh, looking back and in hindsight, I think Cork made too much of a big deal of taking him out of Crow Park mm-hmm. and it was such a novelty factor in bringing him down to Parky Keefe and it kind of felt the Cork crowd thought the game was won by getting him out of Crow Park that that was going to do it. But that was an incredible good Dublin team too. You know, it was, people think of the 83 for All-Ireland final with the Galway and all the sendings off. But you, Brian Mullins was imperious that day in Parky Keefe. God, he ruled the skies. It was just, a, um, they were, in the replay, they were miles better than Cork. You couldn't argue with it. They were well over them. Just the drawing game, we should have taken them. Unfortunately, we did take our chance. But I suppose inexperience as well for Cork. When you, uh, you know, when you look at that, that Cork 83 team, can you draw any similarities between that team and almost the, the kind of present Cork football team in terms of, like Kerry have dominated Munster the last couple of years. I don't know what they've won. Is it six or seven in a row? And like Cork, are, Cork are the team that probably could stop them if it, like of any team in Munster. It, it will it will be Cork. Can you can you draw similarities that this current Cork team could pull a big performance out to beat Kerry? Like it could have if that Munster semi final went ahead in in um, Parky Cueve in in in, uh, in May could have been a possibility. But can you see any similarities between the two? Yeah, I think Cork are a year or two away from it yet. And the Kerry team at the moment aren't as good as that Kerry team, obviously. You know, uh, that, the Kerry team can, just, the, Kerry, the present Kerry team can be got at. I think their full back line is still a bit, if you run at Kerry like Cork showed the last couple of years, you can get you can get goals there. But I think Cork's development, like this year, Kerry were playing the big boys all year long in the league, in Division 1. And Cork were in Division 3 and as well as they were playing as good as playing well, but it was still Division 3. Um, they did everything they, they possibly could, but they need to be up in Division 1 before they can be seriously challenging Kerry. And that'll be two years' time, hopefully everything going to plan. And then they'll be they'll be stopping the Kerry 9 in a row again. That'll be the sure. dream. Because <laughs> you actually make a great point there in terms of, I suppose, the level of the league. Go back to the, the 83 Cork team. They played in Division 1 in that 82-83 league. And there was a time when the league started before Christmas and kind of continued after. And, and I think Cork beat Offaly in um, who were All-Ireland champions at the time back in that league. And I think they finished third or fourth in, in, in the table. So, like, you're right. That Cork team in 83 was at a higher level in terms oh, yeah. of... Yeah. And they won the league. I think Cork won the league in 81. If I'm correct, or they were in the final anyway, certainly. They were in two finals in 81, the hurling and the football, I think, because uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy was involved in both of them. 
But um, yeah, they were they were playing a higher standard. Like Cork were in free fall for the last few years. They're on their way back. Whereas that Cork team were were there thereabouts, you know, um, for a few years. So, like, I'd be very hopeful for Cork football. Uh, I think they're going the right directions with the minors and the under twenties winning last year, and also like the way they played in Division Three, like they did everything they needed to. And I think if they're up the, like it's stages now at this stage. Cork public love to have an instant response. It, it's not going to happen, I'm afraid. But and especially you now with everything being thrown to doubt. I mean, on the plus side, when it does go back, Roy Dean will be playing, which is always a bonus. Like, um, but hopefully nobody will get injured in the meantime. But it's hard to look past Kerry this year. Cork Kerry can take a life of its own, of course, in a in a in a monster semi final. But it's it's uh, it won't it doesn't look like it'll be quite the do or die now this year because mm-hmm. I don't think there'll be um. The, the the second tier probably won't go ahead at this stage because that would have been but that would have put a lot of pressure on Cork if they hadn't won the league. But <clears throat> no, I I think we're about two years away from seriously challenging Kerry, unfortunately. So John O'Connor's prediction is that uh, Cork will stop the Kerry nine in a row in, yeah, in two I, years' time. History's going to repeat itself, just like Tiger Murphy's goal followed Darby's goal and and stunned Kerry. You're you're predicting that Lightning will strike twice. Yes. <laughs> you you heard it here first. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, John, come here. Thank you so much for for joining us yeah. on today's Star Sport Cod, for our today's Star Sport podcast. And um, for more on our classic game series, be sure to pick up a copy of this week's Southern Star, which is available in shops across West Cork and online right now. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back with another episode on Tuesday. So if you enjoy these shows, please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, wherever else you listen to the show. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork.